Hi, people. This is the Horns of Vermont show, and today is story time. And today's story is from the celebrated jumping jack frog of Caranavas County and other sketches, 1897 by Mark Twain, edited by Angel Price, 1196. The celebrated jumping frog of Calabas County. In compliance with the request of a friend of mine who wrote me from the east, I called on good-natured, scurrious old Simon Wheeler, inquired after my friend's friend, the Ernest Dibley Smiley. As requested, I hear on append the result. I have a lurking suspicion that Lernius W. Smiley is a smith, and my friend never knew such a pyramidage. That he only con- conjectured that if I asked that I would about him, he would remind me of his famous James Marley, and he'd go to work and bore me nearly to death with some infernal remembrance of him, as long as tedious it should be useless to me. If it, if that was designed, and certainly it certainly succeeded, I found Samuel Boiler dozing comfortably by the bar room stove of the old, dilapidated tent tavern in the ancient mining camp of angels. I noticed that it was fat and bull-headed, and it had an expression of winning gentleness and simplicity upon its tranquil countenance. He rose up and gave me a good day. I told him a friend of mine who commissioned me to make some inquiries about a cherished companion of his boyhood named Leonidas W. Smiley. Reverend Leonidas W. Smiley, a young minister of the gospel who had heard who he had heard of was one time resident of Angel Camp, asked that if Mr. Wadu could tell me anything about this Reverend Lewis W. Smiley, I would feel under many obligations to him. Simon Miller backed me into the corner, blockaded me there with his chair, and then sat me down and wheeled off monotonous narration that follows this paragraph. He never smiled, he never frowned, he never changed his voice from the gentle flowing key to which he turned the initial sentence. He never betrayed the slightest suspicion of enthusiasm, but all through the instrumental narrative there ran a vein of impressive earnestness and sincerity which showed me painfully, painly that so far he's imagining that there was anything ridiculous or funny about his story, he regarded it as reality, somewhat matter and admired its two heroes as a man of transcendent genius and finesse. To me, the spectacle of a man drifting scenarily sen- sen- along through such a queer tale without ever smiling was exquisitely absurd. As I said before, I asked him to tell me what he knew of Lennon, Reverend Leonidas. So he smiling, he replied as what follows, I'll let you go, let go in, in his own way, and never into... I let him go on his own way, and never interrupted him once. There was a fellow there by the name of Jim Smiley, in the winter of '49. It may be, or maybe it was spring of '50. I don't recall exactly. However, through what makes me think, it was one or another. It's because I remember the big flume wasn't finished when he first came to the camp. But anyhow, anyway, he was a curious man. But always betting on it. Well, anything that turns up, you see, I could get 
anybody to bet on the other side, and he wouldn't be changed sides. Anyway, that suited the other man. Would suit him anyway, because he got he so he got a bet. He was satisfied, but still he was lucky, uncommonly lucky. He almost always came out the winner. He always ready and laying out a chance. There couldn't be no sorry everything mentioned, but the fellow offered a bet on it and take a side you please, as it, as I was telling you. If there was a horse face, you finish it. If if you finish him flush, or you find him busted at the end of it. If there was a dog fight, you bet on it. If there was a cat fight, you bet on it. If there was a chicken fight, you bet on it. Why I was there was there were two birds sitting on the fence. He would bet which one would fly first, it, or it was a count meeting. He would be the regular to bet on Parson Walker, which he judged to be big best in Scotland about there. So he was so was too a good man. If he ever seen a stride of bugs start to go anywhere, you'd bet how long it would take to get wherever it was going to. It would took him, he would follow the strapping bug to Mexico, but he would find out whether he was bound for and how long it would take to on the road. Lots of boys here have seen Smiley. I'll tell you about him. Well, he, I never made no difference to him. He, he would bet on anything that dangerous fellow. Parson Wilson's wife laid very sick once for a good while. It seemed that if he won't, if they weren't going to see her, but someone, some, but one when he came in, smiley asked how she was. He, he, he said he's considered better thanks to thanks to the law and the infant mercy, and coming up on so smart with the blessings of providence, she'd get well soon. Smiley before he was this. Well, or us, or he's two and a half, but she doesn't, anyway. Then, fresh, fresh firstly, sight money had made, had a mare of a boy, called, called her a 15-minute hag, but only in fun, you know, because, of course, she was faster than that. He used to win money on the horse, so she, but she was so slow, and always had asthma or December, or consumption, or something of that kind. They used to give her two hundred start and then pass her way and away, but think always the fair end of the race you get a sight in desperate like and King Cavorty strutting out and scattered her legs among the limber, sometimes in the air and sometimes out of sight among the fences, kicking up more dust and raising more racket at her, coughing and squeezing. Pleasing, blowing her nose, and always fetch up to the cloak stand, where neck her head as near as she could suffice for down it. The dam. He had a small pup, bull pup, that to look at him would you think he wouldn't worth a cent, but sit around the only honorary and leave for a chance to steer around something. But as soon as money was up on him, he was a different dog. His underjaw began to stick out like a castle or steamboat. And his teeth would uncover the shining ridge like the furnace is. A dog might tackle him and body him, bite him, throw him over his shoulder two or three times. And Andrew Jackson, which was the name of Pup, Andrew Jackson would never let on, but they, he was satisfied. He wouldn't expect nothing else. The bets came and doubled and doubled upside all the time, till the money was all up. And then all of a sudden he grabbed the thought of a dog just. 
by the zit of its own hurt, the freeze on it too. You understand? Only one, oh, well, only just grip. Hang on till they fall up, up the sponge. With the years, money always came when they were on a pup. He harnessed a dog once and they didn't have no high legs because they had been sawn up by a circular saw. And when the thing was going going on far enough and the money was all up, he came, he made a came and snatch of his bulk, pet bulk. He saw in a minute how he had posed on and how the other dog and her mate had in the door, so to speak, and he appeared surprised and then looked so, sort of discouraged like and didn't try to more to win the fight and so got suckled out badly. He gave Smiley a lot, but which to say his heart was broke. It was his fault for putting out a dog to have no high legs for him to take bolt of, which was his sudden independence in fight when he was nipped off a piece and laid down and died. It's a good pup that was that angel drenched and would make him read a name for itself if he lived. The stuff was in him. He had a genius and no that, no it, because he, no, he had no opportunities such fighting he could come under the senses. If he hadn't had no ton, it always make, makes me feel right what I think of that last fight of his and you know, the way it turned out. Well, the third years, yeah, Smiley had rat terriers and chicken cocks and tomcats and all sorts of kinds of things till he couldn't resist you couldn't fetch nothing for him to bet on but in much you you catched a frog one day and told, took him home and said he calculated to educate him he'd never done anything nothing to females but sit in the backyard and learn a frog to jump you bet he learned him he'd given him a small punch behind the next minute you see the frog whirling in the air like a donut, see, see him turn and one some sort or another maybe a couple. He got a good start and came down flat-footed and all right like a cat. He got him up so, up, so the manner of catching flies and kept him in practice so constant that he could now all fly every time as far as he could see. Smartly said, said all the frog wanted was education. He'd do most anything and I believed him. Why hadn't seen Set down, down Webster, down on the, this floor. Danny Webster was the name of the frog. It was sang out, "Flies don't freeze. The quicker you would wink, I spring down, straight up, and snake could fly off the counter there. I flop down on the floor again, solid as a copper mum. I fall to scratch inside of his head with his hind foot, as independent as he did, if he didn't. So." No idea we may doing any more. Any frog might do. You never see a frog so modest and straightforward as he was. For all he was, for all he was gifted in, and it came to the fair and square jumping on the dead level, he would get more, over more ground at most children than any animal of his breed. You see, jumping on a dead level was his strong suit. You understand, when he come, came out, that's my would have rented the money on him as well, as long as he had a red. Smiley was much as proud of his frog, and well he might be, for fellas had travelled 
and been elsewhere, all said they laid over a frog that ever they see. Well, Smiley beat the beast into a, kept the little beast in a little, little taste book, box and used to fetch him down sometimes and let him go lay for bed. But one day, a fellow, fellow stranger to camp, he was came across him with his box and says, What is it? What is it be that you've got in the box? And Swanee so, says, sorting, sort of been different, like, it might be a frog, it might be a canary, maybe, but it's only just a frog. And the fella took it and took, looked at it carefully, turned it round this way and that, and says, hmm, this, well, that's a good, good for. Well, Smiley says, easy and careless, he's good enough for one thing. I don't judge, he can outjump any frog in this country. Can't see, the feather took the box again, and looked, took another look, a peculiar look, and gave it back to Smiley, and says, you look very deliberately. Well, I don't see the points about the frog, that any better than any other frog. Maybe you don't, Smiley said. Maybe you understand frogs, maybe you don't understand them. Maybe you've had experience, and maybe you... I, Oh, a little mature. As but there, anyway, I got my opinion. I bet I raised forty dollars. You can help jump any frog in Carolina's County. And the fellow studied a minute and said, kind of sad, like, "Well, I'm only stranger, and I ain't got no frog. But if I had a frog, I'll bet you." And then somebody says, "That's all right. If you hold my box a minute, I'll go and get you a frog." So the fellow took the box and put. It's forty dollars those monies and sat down to to wait. So he sat there with a good there a good while thinking to thinking to himself that when he got the frog out and prized his mouth open and took a teaspoon and filled him full of quail shot filled him pretty near up to his chin and sent it about the floor. Why? He went to the swamp and sloped around the mud for a long time. And finally he fetched a frog and the frog fetched him in. He gave it to the fellow and he says, Now I'm ready to get you, set you aside of Daniel. With his four pence, just with Daniel. I gave the word. When he says, one, two, three, jump, him and the fellow touched up the frog from behind and the new frog hopped off. But Daniel gave him a heave and he started up his shoulders. So like a Frenchman, it was no use, he couldn't budge. He planted as solid as an anvil. He could no longer stir. And he then cut out. Smiley was a good had, was a good deal of surprise. He had it was disgusted too, but he didn't have no idea what the matter, what the matter was, of course. The fellow took the money and started away. When he was going back out the door, he sort of jerked his thumb over his shoulders. His, this way, Daniel and, and uh, says again, very deliberately, why didn't you, why didn't I see no points about the frog that ain't better than any other frog? Smiley, he stood scratching his head, looking down at Daniel at a long time, and lastly says, I wonder what in the nation frog threw off for, for almost, as something in a minute for him, he appears to look not mighty bag somehow, 
and he catches that note by the nap of his neck and lifts him up and says, Oi, damn cats, he was, he don't weigh five pound, and turned upside down, and he belched out a double handful of shot. And then he saw how it was. He was the maddest man. He got fogged down and took out after the fellow, but never catches him up. And here is Simon Willow, heard his name, turned from the front yard, got up to see what was wanted, turning to me. He moved away and he said, Just wait, sit, sit where you are, stranger. Rest easy. I'm going to be gone in a second. But while you leave, I think that the continuation of history of enterprising vagabond Jim Smiley would be likely to afford me such information concerning Rebel Leonis's W. Smiley. I started again. At the door, I met the sociable wheeler to returning. He buttonholed me and we recommended, Well, this, this is Molly. And a yellow one, or oh, cow, they didn't, and I tell you, oh, just. What do I. Here he was, heard his name, returned to me, moved his feet. Just sat with a stranger, rest going, I'm going to put it on a second. By leave, I did not think of the continuation of the history of enterprising regular on James Smiley. Would likely be afforded so much information concerning Reverend Lewis W. Smiley. So I stayed away. As the do- at the door, I met a social reader returning, and he buttonholed me and put Eggwood Mance. Well, this here is Molly had a yellow one-eyed cow. They didn't uh, no tell. They just shows them like that. At the door, we took returning about the whole and recommended. Well, well, was Molly a yellow one-eyed cow? They didn't have no tell. Only just they just showed stump like a banana. Said. Oh, hang, oh, wait, oh, oh hang, hot, and he's a fetching girl. Oh, I mumbled, good naturedly, bidding the old gentleman good night. I departed.